Know the Source on One Radio Network. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. We are back here on a uh, Tuesday, the 12th of September. If you're watching on video, please subscribe to the channel. Click that little bell thingy thingy and then uh, we'll let you know when we put up a new video, which is pretty much every day. We're off on Thursdays. We'll spend a little bit of time this morning kind of going over a few ideas that uh, I've been thinking about of late. It is the 12th of September, and we are live here about 11 o'clock or so Texas time, Central time, on OneRadioNetwork.com. The lines are open. If you'd like to join, call 888-663-6386, and you can or email whatever you want to come up with. You don't have to follow the same conversation thing that I am, so, you know, so, hmm. Hmm. So, what, what a curious place we are in, in history, in, in, the whole, in the whole scope of things. It's just, it's just like crazy. Not crazy bad, but crazy from a fascinating um, big picture um, scenario that we we are in a um, a reality that is so magical at one end. We're all, we're all seeing that uh, how we create the reality that we want. And this is what we talk a lot about on. Um, these segments where it takes a long time to get young. It's kind of our brand name. And at the same time, just on the opposite end, 180 from that, we have a, um, um, a reality out there that you can call it the matrix or the uh, Maya or whatever you want to call it. Matrix is a good one. That um, is just bonkers on so many levels from media to money to um, the medical model to geopolitics I mean it just can't and it will you know I was just about to say it can't get any more spooky than it is or creepy or or yucky or or you know than it is but it can and it will and uh, we just uh, spent an hour with a really fascinating fellow Greg Manorino Look for him on our audio files and also up on BitChute where we are, the videos. And uh, really interesting fellow. I, I think he's got a great uh, handle on uh, when you just talk about this thing we call money on how it works and where these people are going. And um, I think he's on it. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. I would encourage you to Go on there and find him and look at some of his stuff. And, and uh, along with uh, the shows that we're going to be doing, we got Tom Lawan going tomorrow, and we have um, Martin Armstrong on from time to time, and, and these kind of people, and Fred Dushevsky, of course, with his own um, very clear viewpoint on the Fed and how that works. With these kind of people, you know, hopefully that we're going to... Uh, um, help 
just do all we can to to help you um, survive and thrive through this incredible time uh, that on one end has been called the Great Awakening where people are, are waking up and they are all the time. And on the other side, the mass, the main culture is so, God love them, uh, confused and in the media, with watching television, with just going on the same websites over and over and being told just lies about everything. I don't care what it is. Virtually everything that's on the, the news and in the even the alternative news things, you know, they they don't they don't really get uh, the money thing. You know, these are the alternative ones too. They don't get the germ thing. They don't get the health thing. The the vaccine thing. They don't get any of that. There's very very few of us that are trying to put out some clear um, things on on what our role is in this thing we call physical reality in 2023. Very few. And those of us that are, you know, we have their, we have our moments on, well, Facebook is so, whatever, Facebook. But uh, we do a thing on Telegram that you can join us on Telegram. And, but um, uh, then our show's here. So we, you know, just, you know, whatever I can do to help use my own awareness that I keep uh, a real close eye on and to help you to, um, you know, to not get, not get, get broadsided here during, during what's coming up, what's going on. You know, there's more people that are, are speaking about the potential Matthew yesterday uh, Tucker Carlson, I've seen a few of his video. Greg Manorino, um, a few few minutes ago on the September 12th day, and Luongo, Martin Armstrong, they all are kind of in chorus saying that there's going to be um, a hot war, uh, an official war of the United States, and, well, the people controlling the United States with Russia. You know, what that's going to look like, I don't know, and how that could affect our our way of being here. We're going to have to keep our eyes on it and see how we can protect ourselves from the fallout from that. And um, But it looks like that's what they have in store, that that's what they want to do, that they are going to um, um, quit just supporting NATO with billions of dollars and going ahead and, and they'll do a, a false flag of some kind you know, have Russia send a nuke—not a nuke, but blow up uh, someplace in Poland or you know, one of the NATO countries—and then then they're off to the races. So mm, the smart money is saying this is what they want, and this is what they're going to do. And um, I don't think there's anything much. I you know, I'm just going to watch from the bleachers. I don't think there's much we can do except to see. 
do everything that we can to protect our um, our home with uh, figuring out a way how to keep up with our mortgage payments, our, our rent payments, and food, and um, the energy, and then and then wait it wait it out, you know, and just try to stay under the radar. So we're going to be here to help you as much as I can to, to do that to kind of get a bird's eye view of what's going on. But so what I want to touch on a little bit this morning with this is that it's going to be really, 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 really important as spiritual beings in these bodies that you and I um, really pay attention to what we're putting our focus on, what we're paying attention to, what we think about, uh, what we believe to be true, and because this is going to be, or this is the protection that we have spiritually. I'm going to try to help you to understand how this works. It's very simple in one regard, but um, quite um, spiritually geeky to think about it from a clear perspective. But the the fact is that God set this thing up so you and I, as we incarnate into a body in physical reality, for I don't know how long, probably a pretty long time, millions of lives maybe, could be, I don't know, that we are, in fact, a law unto ourselves, that we have the ability because of what we think and what we accept as being true and what we imagine and what we spend our time thinking about, which is our state of consciousness. So if, um, if you and I, this is a pretty cool way to do it. If you could, uh, if you could say, if you could record, um, you had a little recorder and kind of inside your head, this weird, but this really might be a nice uh, metaphor. But say you had a, a recorder inside, maybe inside the mind or something, and audio and video, and this recorder records everything that you think. 24-7. Everything that you think. And then everything that you spend time thinking about, even more so because you believe that the thought is real, you know, the images, the feelings, the emotions, everything, you recorded all that. That would be, and then you look back at it, that would be uh, our state of, that would be your state of consciousness at any moment. And this state is what controls what we experience. So what we're accepting, feeling, um, expecting, that's a good one, what we're expecting comes into our reality through many different ways because we expect it. And as we, because we expect it, it comes in 
because this creation is going on all the time, 24-7. The cool thing is, is that we have the ability and the, the actual mission, if you accept it, thank you, Tom Cruise, in the mission, Mission Impossible, to control this state of consciousness. For example, when I'm finished here a little while, I maybe want to go outside, have some lunch, or sit outside, or whatever I'm going to do. I have the free will to think about whatever it is I want to think about. And when we really understand how this works, you'd be surprised on how um, how little there is to really think about. Because the future doesn't exist. I mean, it's fun to think about things that you want to do and take a vacation maybe and build a house. And that's all great, and you can do that. It doesn't really do much. It doesn't really... Um, but I guess if you think about building a a house somewhere and you do it long enough that you eventually follow up with um, with steps to create the money to build the house and hire an architecture. That's how it works. We just start with the idea and then you just kind of stay with it. So there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's a better choice than to think about all the dumb things that can happen to us which uh, is easy to do if we look at all the articles online or listen to people and uh, really kind of, you know, buy into it. And But the fact is that there's absolutely nothing that will come into our reality unless we actually think it can. And this is a really powerful statement, but it just can't. It just can't. Just can't. You know, unless we, unless we really believe that there's some germ, for example, that can come in and infect us and start a little inflammation in our throat or in our lungs or in our blood. There's just no way that it can, because they don't exist, unless we believe it can. And then when we believe that it can, then it does exist. Because we have created the germ in our state of consciousness, right? And we, right, we're creating everything. So if we believe in something like a new variant. That new variant now exists, and that new variant can hurt us. That new variant can think, can can do anything that we could possibly um, consider that a some virus could do, and that could be a lot of different things. You know, seeing all the movies and reading about viruses and vaccines, and you know, I caught a flu virus and a cold virus. 
So you see how all these things just kind of build up and then when we are kind of encouraged to be fearful of them, like these people with the WHO and the UN and all these people are doing, that, all the doctors and the medical and then the media, if we believe it, then it's true. And if we don't believe it, it's not true. And you say, well, how could that, you know, come on. If I don't believe in a virus, then it doesn't exist. It does not. The only, the only people that are being affected by viruses or bacteria even are people that believe that they exist because they create them when, with the belief system. Which is why, to this day, no one has ever been able to take a virus or and isolate it, completely isolate it away from everything else. Right? Just completely isolate it. Here it is. This is a thing. It's a thing. And Cowan talks about this brilliantly. This is a thing. Here it is. Here's a virus. Nothing else there. Here it is. And the reason they can't do it is because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. If it really existed, they could find it. In other words, if this isolated molecule that has the desire to infect us for some reason, the germ theory, if it really existed, like a physically, you know, they could find it. You could find it, isolate it, and they could shove it in me, and I would get sick, and then I could share it with somebody else called contagion. And they can't find it because it doesn't exist. It only exists in the mental realm, right? It only exists as a mental concept. And this is why people got sick. So you can, you can play this out into everything, excuse me, into anything that you're concerned about. And the best way to do that is to Quit being concerned about it. <laughs> Seriously. I've talked to, to people on the phone that I do I do some some informal consultations with people. I don't charge them anything, but I say, well, call me and I can help you a little bit. And I do. And they, I give my number and they call me. And it's so interesting to talk to them because they're really kind of on the edge. They've got this thing that a blood test said they had, have, right? Like some kind of a HPV or something like that for, in the uterine, you know, 
or a woman. And, you know, they'll tell you you have this. They, it, it doesn't exist. It's just some molecule that can show up on a pap smear or, a, you know, on a blood test. And they've given it a name, human papilloma virus. They just give it a name because they said, well, this is the virus. And it's a, let's call it an HPV. And it sure looks pretty spooky. And if you have sexual relations with somebody, you can transfer it and you really need to get a vaccine or try to kill it. And it's just all made up. It doesn't exist. There's molecules all over our body, you know. But they just, they find them and then they name them, you know, just like H. pylori. You know, H. pylori has been a bacteria that they blamed on on, um, stomach ulcers and um, irritable bowel syndrome all these little stomach issues. But there's no such thing really as, as, as well, there is because they named it. But it was just another molecule that was probably in there just to help things get cleaned up, you know, H. pylori. It's probably just another thing that um, is there in case you eat something weird and this is how it cleans it up or this is how it cleans up damaged tissue from worry. So we know, like, for example, if we uh, worry about something pretty good, uh, worry generally goes to the stomach and it can damage the tissues in the stomach just by worry. It's just an energy, right? It just damages the tissues. And all these little molecules are running around in our body, in our blood, in our stomach, in our urine, everywhere all these little molecules. So in their infinite wisdom, the, the medical community, they go in there and dig into these things and they look at things and somebody has a stomach ulcer and then they also find the molecule off, that's often around uh, having a stomach ulcer. And so some bright um, dude in a lab coat decided that this little molecule was causing the stomach issue, uh, ulcer. There's no evidence of it. There's no double blind control, controlled studies. They've never done these kind of things. But they just, they just said, well, this H. pylori causes an ulcer. Somebody made it up. Nobody questions it, and they write a paper, and they're all at universities that are uh, run by pharmaceutical companies, and they just do it. And then everybody... I don't know, when did H. pylori even come into being? It just appears. And here's a H. pylori virus that causes stomach ulcers, and they have all kinds of things that'll go in there and try to kill it. And of course, it causes much more damage um, by trying to kill it, because these things, these antibiotics are, are very strong, and they'll call all kinds of things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I would argue that it's all good. I don't think, I just don't, I just, I just can't imagine any longer that there's anything in our body other than some toxins taken in, in the air, food, and the water. And that happens that you could probably see, you know, mercury or arsenic or whatever. Too much lead, maybe, whatever, from the air. 
but these things will all come out. They're they're just they're just man-made things, but they just don't stick in the body unless there's a lot of energy around it. But so these things, all the H. pylori's and HPVs of the world, even STDs, uh, sexual transmitted diseases, herpes is another good one. These are all just molecules that are hanging around, similar to cholesterol that patches up. You know the when we try to bust our arteries, don't do that. These are all just hanging around, waiting for us to mess things up a bit, and they're going to clean things up. And the entire medical model is based on things that they just made up that um, are trying to kill us. Because they have a drug or a vaccine or whatever it is to get rid of it. And the entire medical model is based on fraudulent stuff. The entire thing, trillions of dollars. And they none of it exists. They've just given everything something a name. Just given it a name. HIV, right? There was never an HIV virus that was trying to kill a bunch of gay people in 1979. There was just a bunch of spooky people that thought there were too many gay people. So let's create this thing and we'll start with the nurses in New Orleans and Los Angeles and um, start working on the liver and you know the liver is going to do that. And it, it, it was just a genocide, a controlled demolition of these people. And the cool part is, is that once we begin to really critically think about this stuff and talk to smart people a lot smarter than me about these things who can explain it a lot better than I do, there's absolutely uh, nothing uh, that, that really exists except in, in the mind. Nothing exists except what we believe that it exists. So you can take this out as far as you want. Um, for example, I don't believe there's nuclear weapons. So I'm never going to get nuked because I don't believe they exist. Um, you can take it out as far as you want. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know, for example, if there's anything in these chemtrails that are specifically trying to kill us. There's a lot of people that think about that. That's all they think about. And, um, and it's great, I guess, but um, why would I even put that, even if it's true, right? Because I don't know what's in those things. Even if it's true, what would, what would there be an advantage to say, yeah, they're doing that, they're trying to kill us, and you know, I gotta, I gotta really worry about that. Well, do you think would there be an advantage just thinking that and believing that? There's nothing good that could come from that thought. And you say, well, you know, if you don't pay attention, then you're just sticking your head in the sand, and then these things are going to get you. 
or um, if they really do exist, they're going to get you anyway, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it makes no, there's just no reason to believe that there's something out there that's trying to kill us, whether it be chemtrails or I don't care what it is. Personally, I think that we, as, as spiritual beings, we somehow, and I, I could probably write about it and really think about it, I think that we have the incredible ability that we are changing. This what I think is what really evolution is. And I think we've done it since the beginning, however we came into these bodies that we are constantly changing our body with what we think. So we're changing everything, our DNA, our GPA, our, our NPC, whatever, our EPA, what are, what are some of the ones, our DNA, our genes, everything. We're changing every one of these, everything in our body, every moment, by what we think and believe and what we expect. What we think and believe and imagine and what we expect. Should probably those write those things down. Think, believe, imagine, and what we expect. Those are good ones. I don't know where they came up with. It wasn't me, I just downloaded them. Think and believe, imagine, and what we So these um, concepts, believing in something, imagining something, what we expect, yeah, yeah, that's coming. You gotta worry about that one. That's, that's in our body. And that, those molecules that we've just changed with those thoughts um, are what causes the problem. So if we believe that there's a flu virus going around, then we can, we can and do create flu symptoms, but there never was a flu virus. There was just this expectation that we could get this thing because God has given us this brilliant uh, ability to create, to be creators, to create what we want. But we've never really been taught this. But now we're learning that we do create everything. So we might as well create what we want. And whatever we believe to be true is what goes into our body, which is in our body, and which uh, determines our health, how we sleep, how we eliminate how we um, age um, or not, how we do anything. It, it's, it's, a, it's a hologram that is just expressing who we are every moment, every moment. Pretty fascinating, eh? Yeah. I mean, this is really the new medicine. You know, the biggest challenge with it is in kind of sharing this information is the all of the the thoughts 
And the idea is, you know, the programming. I, I don't like that word because it almost seems a little weird, but of people being able to just open up and say, wow, is that possible? It, it, I just encourage you, if you can get to that point, if you really think uh, some of the things we talk about on these shows called It Takes a Long Time to Get Young um, are possibly true, just if you just got a hint, uh, relevant. the only thing that's stopping you or anyone or me from experiencing the beauty of what we're saying here is simply letting go of all the ideas that we've carried with us for lifetimes probably of the opposite. Germs and aging and sickness and that's the only thing. And that's the number one Number one thing. But I've met a few people in our consultations that we do that that really get it right off the bat. They, and they do very well. That's the most difficult thing is just letting go of all the ideas that we just know are true, right? And we've all had them, haven't we? Wow. Oh, we just know that's true. But it's just, just the ego holding on to something that we've believed for so long. It's got to be true, right? It's just got to be true if I believe it so long. We humans are. We're funny guys. You know, but in the, in the big scope of things, we're, we're doing great. Even having this conversation. Which is, you know, really something. We really are doing great. We've come a long way in the last three or four years. I think this, um, I don't even know what words to call it, what's going on with this imaginary virus thing has really been a blessing for so many people. Because they're really getting, like, okay, this is not right. Something's not right with this picture. As uh, Mr. Manorino and even uh, Matthew Eret cautioned us yesterday. If we go back to to the Matrix, that like it or not, we're we're kind of you know we're kind of part of it. We have a relationship with it because it can it could affect us in some ways of people telling us to do this or don't do that or whatever or something that could happen, you know, with our money in the bank or something. So we, we want to pay attention to it, but that it doesn't feel like the the people that are really wanting us to not know this stuff and to really just be in fear, whether it be money or war or 
medicine or germs, you know, whatever, uh, politics, they're not going to stop. And I don't like even, but I think it's, I think it's good to be practical, right? And not just say, well, they're going to stop and I'm fine. And you can do that. You can say, I don't care. You know, an even better option is you say, I don't care about any of it, Patrick. I'm just going to go live my life and I'm never going to go on the internet again and um, take care of my kids and whatever and have a beautiful life. You can do that. Just drop out spiritually. That works. I don't have the luxury of doing that, doing a, doing a talk show and getting into the film world that I'm going to do and stuff like that, producing different things. So i got to kind of stay, you know, involved. But it's going to be a real dance to do it and to be able to be creative without, um, without getting caught up in the drama, which I guess is just our Dharma karma this time around. Yeah, we are going to be uh, asked to to overcome lots of hurdles, and the overcoming of the hurdles comes when we don't believe that they are real. So the way to jump over them are simply to say, no, no, I'm not going to. Uh, there, there are millions of people out there right now, millions and millions, that are not going to and are not now or will buy into this whole um, thing they're trying to run with the new variant kind of thing. But I think it's dead its tracks already. And I think the reason it's dead in its tracks is because they, people just have just become more awake than they were three or four years ago. I know people that were all into the whole COVID thing that this time around, they're not even, I'm not going to do that. That's a big shift in consciousness. You know, these, these are miracles where people change that much in a couple of years, just, no, nope, I'm not going to do that. So that's a good thing. And the challenge of that is that as these, the people, the controllers, who think they're in the control, they, um, you know, they're not going to stop because it's just their, their karma dharma to do it. This is their, this is their role in this, in this play we call life. So they're going to be out there, man, and trying to do more, which is why they'll, you know, maybe come up with another, another, another V word, or aliens, or nuclear war, whatever. They're going to just keep going up Keep it up, keep it up. Uh, this is from Mo, just in. Thank you for your work. 
There was a Friday show a couple weeks ago where you showed a little bit of indignation for the freaks pushing these shots. I want to thank you, as sometimes I can't listen to people like Dr. Massey, who seem almost too passive, or have a lack, it says black, probably means lack, of ire. I think righteous indignation and some anger can be okay, as it can spur creativity and personal measured action. Yeah, thank you, uh, Mo wrote this one. Yeah, thanks for that. I mean, it's an interesting question, and I, 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 I think about this a lot. I really do. And I'll ask God, I said, you know, is it even my job to, to, to get angry at these people? And I don't think anger helps at all. Um, I, for me, Mo, I, I, the best I can do is try to point out um, what these people, whoever they are, are trying to do and and just caution people to be to be careful and not do it, you know, like with the shots. Um, but I, I, you know, I understand karma, so I, I, I don't, I just don't know how much it serves the whole to get angry at somebody. I don't think it does serve my own personal opinion. I don't think it does serve. I think it's, when we get angry at something, I think it's just our misunderstanding of karma. You see, because in my opinion and experience, that everything that we, like we've just been talking about, right, everything that comes into our reality, everything, COVID, vaccine, injections, wars, we've created. We have accepted somehow. And you can see how it's worked. I mean, we have, as a species, as a culture, you know, we've we've cre- we've we've given ourselves the idea that doctors and the CDC and um, kind of know what they're talking about. I mean, we as a culture, maybe you and I have have not, but you know, this is a cultural, big picture thing. So we're part of the collective. Consciousness, like Jung talked about, we're part of it, and so we 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 are part of the creation of all of it because we're here together, and uh, we all know what everybody's thinking. So it's all part of the deal. But understanding that it is our karma, as I do, that we have created it, um, doesn't mean, of course, we're ever going to just willy nilly accept it, and. Uh, just do it, and we we have free will and free speech for the moment, free speech to say whatever we want to about these things. And 
I don't think it hurts if you want to get angry about it. I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, but if it helps you to dispel the anger about these people uh, killing, trying to kill people, then go for it. I think if you just let it come in and go out, I think it's, it's fine. Um, I, I don't know. It's above my pay grade to know exactly. But I, I do, as long as it comes and goes, um, I think there's a lot of evidence to show that kind of anger that we don't express, if we do have it, it's certainly better to express it and then it's gone. But a lot of people, um, and we've all done it, are fearful or get angry or get upset or worry and don't express it. And then it, it's, it gets held in the body, right? With the, the liver, anger, um, the lungs, uh, grief, kidneys. I'm reaching back to my kidneys, petting them now kidneys and fear. So when we don't express it, uh, they get held in there and that's what causes disease. So if you are angry, Mo, about something, about these shots and and you feel you want to express that and call these people out and even go out in the street and pick it or talk to your senators, whatever you want to do, it's perfectly fine. You have free will. You can do it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You just want to make sure that whatever it is, you're authentic with your anger or your grief or your fear. Like, I'm really afraid of that. And I, I just kind of want to get over. That's really good to do that. Because you you become aware of it. And after a while, by becoming aware of a fear, it just kind of goes away because you, 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 you're kind of with it long enough from an authentic viewpoint that you just get tired of being in fear. And you say, well, you know, I'm just not going to be afraid anymore. I'm just done. That's how, that's how it gets dispersed. But if we don't express it, if we got something, emotion going on that's um, detrimental, and we don't express it, then it kind of gets stuck in there. You know, and like I say, this is how we create cancer or heart disease or um, anything, liver, liver issues or stomach problems. It's all just built up in there built up. And after a while it starts to manifest as pain and then let the games begin. But now we know over the last three, four, five, ten years really on this show that we're beginning to really understand that we can work on all of these things from a spiritual level, meaning mind, thoughts, ideas, and images and, and let go of those and then the physical, um, physical body um, just heals. That's how. That's what healing is. Healing works when we let go of just old ideas and dysfunctional ideas. When we let go of it, say, you know, I'm not, not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that. Um. That's probably long enough for today. Oh, one little point before we go. I love orange juice. Um, 
Yeah. It's been real easy for me to to kind of grasp on the idea that um, this or that food is good for you and this or that food is bad for you. And I really caught myself doing that the last six months and I finally got very clear on it. And it's just such a... So I'm to the point now, for what it's worth, is I don't have any juice for any foods, thinking one is better than the other. Now, there are certain foods that for me, I do better with, right? But um, the way I learn about those is by not staying away from them just because I think they're bad, like too many carbs or something like that, is I just go ahead and do it now, and um, then I get to experience it, and then I can actually have information, which is very interesting. I can actually have wisdom about a particular food that, um, that I just don't do well with for whatever reason, energetically or who knows. And then I, then I can just say, no, I'm just not going to do that. But not because somebody told me it was not good. You know what I mean, the difference? Here's an example. It's really, this is hilarious. So three, four days ago, I start getting this um, real desire to have tuna salad. I don't know where it came from. But it was just a mental thing. And um, I kind of felt, at the time where it was more of a, um, a bodily thing where I kind of need it, just tune us out. But I, I was proved, proven wrong with that. So I go online and, you know, I just go, the best tuna salad recipe ever. And uh, so I write a few things down because I, I, I don't even remember the last time I made tuna salad. And it's just like tuna and little relish and mustard, little bit of mayonnaise red onion, um, maybe a little lemon, parsley. Sounded pretty good. So, you know, I give myself a note and I, I buy these things at the store. So I want them, I really want to, so I get the best, you know, best tuna I can afford, line-caught tuna, you know, the stuff that's not get caught, and try to find a good relish. So I made this. And I think I made it over the weekend. And um, I started kind of eating it, and I had some, and then three or four hours later, I had a little bit more. And then yesterday, I had some, and this, it's like I felt terrible after the third time. I mean, I just really didn't feel good at all after eating tuna salad. And everything was organic, and everything was great. So isn't that interesting that why you would even have a... a but I really saw how... Uh, the 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 uh, the um, you know the um, desire I had for the tuna salad was just some kind of a mental thing that came through. Who knows where it comes from? Some kind of old thing when you're a kid having a tuna salad sandwich and you felt comfortable. Who knows? But they'll come in. Um, but I did it, and I've got some now and there uh, left that I'm probably I'm just going to throw away. I'm not going to, and it tastes great. I mean, it really tastes good. I made a great one, but my body doesn't like it. So who knows what it is, the mayonnaise or 
Uh, like I say, it was all organic. But uh, this is how we learn. This is how we, uh, you know, figure out uh, what what foods are good for us without just following a, um, some kind of a, you know, I'm just going to be a carnivore, I'm going to be a keto, I'm going to be a vegetarian, and, and um, so I, I just feel so free to be able to eat whatever I want now, and I do, and some things don't work, and so I don't eat them again, but so this is how I'm really learning what's to be the ideal um, diet for me. And I am finding that it's requiring a whole lot less um, meat than I was eating when I first started a carnivore diet. A whole lot less. I was doing a lot. But I did well with But now it's just, the, you know, desire is just not there anymore. Do Just eat a little bit. And it seems like that's, uh, you know, that's good. So it's fun. And who knows what we'll be eating five years from now. Hopefully it won't be... Uh, Bugs. <laughs> you see a lot of these videos, you see where they, they're putting crickets and stuff like that. Well, we're in for some real fun in the next few years, that's for sure. So we'll keep our eyes on the ball and help you to wade your way through this. Thanks for your uh, ongoing support. Uh, really appreciate it. We... Um, We've been working on ways to support ourselves of late, over the last three or four months, asking for you to exchange some uh, of your dollars, such as they are, with us in exchange for our shows and our website where we have 15 years of shows, 15 years, no cost, some great people, and you can use our search function and find people and subjects so if you think that's valuable, if you've gotten value out of it, consider um, donating some money to us. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna make it through whatever whatever's going through in the financial world today, because the financial model we used for 15 years of just supporting ourselves through getting a commission on sales is just not happening anymore. We have a great store. Please go there if you are looking for something to play around with, a sauna or hydrogen or sulfur, Sethrival, Shen Blossom, Blue Shield, great product for helping EMF protection, air filters. We got some really nice things. Shower filter, the best ever. Omic Organics has that one. Colostrum, if you like colostrum. U.S. Coin Capital with Fred. Get some gold and silver coins. He's a sponsor of ours. Here's his thing. 800-878-2646. Great guy. So, that's how we've been doing it. So, But that's not working any longer because of, for a lot of reasons. So if you'd like to participate... You can do a one-time donation thing, a one-off, or sign up for a little monthly thing, whatever you want. The links to our donation, to our website, 
and to our store are right under the videos on BitChute. The links are right there. And then you can go to our website. That link is there. And then look at in the store or go directly to the store or look at some of the the audio shows that we have. We have a lot of stuff. Really great stuff over the last... We started in, what, March 6th, 2008. Wow. On this show. Okay, kids, we're going to take a little break here. Speaking of lunch, I'm not going to have tuna salad, but we'll have some lunch. <laughs> Come over, i got some tuna salad if you want. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. More about money. He's a fun guy, Tom Luongo. So we kind of got to have a geeky money week, didn't we? The Bricks, Matthew Errett, Greg Manorino. He was a fun guy. And the Tom Lomongo tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see you uh, tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock on OneRadioNetwork.com. I love you all very much. Thank you. I'm going to sneeze, so we'll close. And uh, may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.